Good morning for Tuesday, June 13, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Across Russia, an anti-Kremlin cry. General Electric changes its CEO amid stagnation, and friends suggest Trump may fire special counsel. In today's national headlines, trial in suicide lays bare pain of two teenagers, an overhaul on hiring as the police modernize, and Penn State students' dying hours play out in a video. In today's business headlines, executive exits Uber, fraying its A-team, Trump plan would curtail Dodd-Frank Act, and Fed Ready's final curtain for its stimulus campaign. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Leonhardt. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Moscow, Across Russia, an anti-Kremlin cry, by Neil Mafarquahar and Ivan Nechparenko. An extraordinary wave of anti-government protests swept across Russia on Monday as thousands of demonstrators gathered in more than a hundred cities to denounce corruption and political stagnation despite official attempts to stifle the expression of outrage. Riot police officers in cities large and small detained hundreds of participants with more than 700 apprehended in Moscow and 300 in St. Petersburg, according to OVD Info an independent organization that tracks arrests. There were reports of hundreds of detentions elsewhere, too. In Moscow, the police arrested the Kremlin foe and anti-corruption crusader Alexei Navalny, the main architect of the protest on Monday, and similar ones in March, as he left his apartment to attend the demonstration downtown. A Moscow court sentenced him to 30 days in jail for organizing an unauthorized protest. The recent outpourings of popular discontent, spurred on by Navalny, have been the biggest anti-government demonstrations in Russia in years. After witnessing the geographic sweep of the protest on Monday and the resolve of the mostly young participants in the face of a harsh police presence, some analysts came away saying that Russian politics was being reborn. I think we're seeing the beginning of a youth protest movement, said Anatoly Golubovsky a Russian historian surveying the crowd at Moscow's Pushkin Square, which erupted in vigorous jeers of shame whenever a phalanx of riot police officers rushed into the crowd to drag someone away. Golubovsky ticked off cities across Russia where protesters had turned out. An estimated 4,000 in Novosibirsk as well as in Omsk and other large Siberian cities There were demonstrations in Vladivostok in the Far East and in large cities in southern Russia like Rostov-on-Don and Krasnodar. All these regions were considered to be very conservative and not politicized, very loyal to the power, he said, referring to the Kremlin, and they turned out to be politicized. This is the second story on today's front page. General Electric changes its CEO amid stagnation. Reported by Steve Lohr. General Electric, the 125-year-old industrial giant whose jet engines propel air travelers around the globe and whose electrical generators light millions of households, declared on Monday that it will have its first new leader in 16 years. 
61-year-old Jeffrey Immelt, the departing chief executive, transformed GE in the past decade, jettisoning most of its once huge financial business, which seemed to threaten the company's survival after the 2008 economic crisis. Wall Street applauded those moves, but investors grew disenchanted as the stock price and profits stagnated in recent years. His successor, John Flannery, 55, is a longtime GE executive who has spent much of his career in finance and deal-making, raising expectations among some observers that he might look to sell off pieces of the sprawling company. On his first day, Flannery told analysts that he would embark on a comprehensive review of all GE businesses with speed, urgency, and no constraints. Flannery's tenure may well determine the shape and the economic role of conglomerates like GE, expansive firms with seemingly limitless business ambitions that once defined an American industrial era. Now, GE is among the last of the breed. The company's roots reach back to the laboratories of the storied inventor Thomas Alva Edison. GE today sells magnetic resonance imaging machines, provides financial and data services, manufactures light bulbs and performs drug research, among myriad other activities. But as a rule, Wall Street does not like conglomerates. Instead, investors tend to prefer the clarity of companies with simpler product lines and fewer moving parts. Frankly, it's the right thing to do, said Robert Atchison, managing director of Adage Capital Management, a $30 billion fund that holds GE shares. GE needs to go to the next level of change, said Atchison. Next on the front page, Michael Shear and Maggie Haberman report, Friends suggests Trump may fire a special counsel. A longtime friend of President Trump said on Monday that Trump was...